Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Friday, March 1st, 2024. We are just a couple weeks away from the beginning of spring. Better weather, lots of rain, probably lots of wind here in, in Alabama, making it hard to play pickleball, a host of different things. But as always, I thank you for taking the time to download and listen to and subscribe to the the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. Um, I apologize. I did not put one out on Thursday, February 29th. Um, because I got sidetracked doing some other stuff. And so I wasn't able to kind of fit it in. Um, I figured, Hey, it was, uh, you know, it was the last day. It was, it was a once in a day, every four years, I figured I'd take it off. So it's a self-made self-made vacation for myself, but I apologize. I'm sure there was plenty of cyber news. I probably could have got to, um, it looks like Lockbit is back at it. Uh, Rashida ransomware group hit a child's hospital, all sorts of good stuff, but we'll, we'll focus folks back on that on Monday. Since today's Friday, it's the Friday op-ed. And as I have been wont to do over the course of the last several of these Fridays is I write an article on my Substack, which is at cyberguy.substack.com, cyber spelled C-Y-B-U-R, uh, talking about some topic. And then I kind of expand on it here. That's what I'm going to do today. So this week, um, the NIST Cybersecurity Framework version 2.0 came out. Now, version 1.0 has been around for a while. It makes recommendations for how companies could use that framework to secure their networks and have better cyber hygiene, all that kind of stuff. It's very complicated. It's very detailed. Um, it's a government product. So people spend a lot of time on it and there's a lot of government ease in it and it's very expanded. But uh, so they came out with 2.0 to somewhat fanfare, but let me read the article and then I'll kind of expand on it a little bit and then get you out of here on a Friday so you can enjoy your weekend, enjoy the beginning of March. So the title of this particular article is NIST Cybersecurity Framework Version 2.0. Subheadline, sorry for the impending cold water and devil's advocate take again. This week, with marginal fanfare, the National Institute of Standards and Technology released the highly anticipated, quote-unquote, cybersecurity framework version 2.0. Beyond, beyond people who spent a lot of time in compliance, I'm not exactly certain it was necessarily met with the same level of anticipation by the organizations it was designed to serve, assist, or frighten. I hate to always write these posts from a devil's advocate perspective, but in reviewing the multitude of links and documents associated with the framework, I truly have some questions. And questions in parentheses, I put, and questions I think small and medium businesses might ask. So my main questions, and, and a quote, and again in parentheses, I put after this, and I'm happy for others to prove me wrong. Number one, how are you supposed to implement this thing? If you refer me to the NIST Risk Management Framework for Informational Systems, NIST 37, then expect a too long, didn't read response. And there is little likelihood small and medium businesses and other vulnerable organizations, such as um, nonprofits, churches, things like that. I don't have that either, but that's what I was referring to. Have, have any way to get through it effectively, right? So how are they going to get through all that effectively? Number two, for all the time spent creating this, why you, why not create a hierarchy of important controls by level of importance? For example, quote, start with these 10 or 20, then move to these, unquote, and so on. Give small organizations a simple starting point because if they don't do the simple things, they surely aren't going to do the moderate to difficult ones. It looks like the organizational profile template draft might do that, but you have to kind of hunt for it and it's not very self-explanatory. Number three, what are the accompanying costs to satisfying the controls? Is there a hierarchy of cost? This is going to be an organization's first question. 
I think anyone reading this can agree that all businesses, regardless of size, should incorporate some methodology to assess their cyber risk and determine their current level of preparedness to deal with the cyber incident. But in looking at this framework, I wonder how organizations classified as small and medium businesses can even begin to undertake the process of implementing this framework. Shoot, how are large organizations going to implement it? Now, I am sure many people spent lots of time developing this framework, and in parentheses, and someone got a promotion for it. And good on them for doing it. It appears there are still parts of this framework that have not been released. And I hope part of that includes an easy to implement and scalable version for SMBs, nonprofits, churches, and other small organizations with limited budgets and personnel resources to use, can use to modify the framework to specifically fit their needs. I want to think CSF 2.0 can be a useful tool for companies to use to improve their cybersecurity posture. But like almost all things government derived, the complexity may outweigh the usability. As always, I long to be corrected on such things. So if you go to the NIST, that's the article. If you go to the NIST website, there's a lot of documents that talk about it, but there's not really, it's not organized in a way that says, hey, if you start here, you should do this, these things. And that was always my problem with 1.0 and 1.1 is that it was just too cumbersome to understand if you weren't a compliance professional. Now, compliance professionals can look at it and say, oh yeah, it makes perfect sense. I understand how to do it. Simple, boom, boom, I can do it tomorrow, right? Most companies don't have those people. 99% of the companies in the United States are small and medium businesses. That means, you know, very small personnel, very small revenue chains, but they have a lot of material that bad guys want to get to. And heck, larger organizations the same way. If we look at over the course of the last year, the entities that have been hit by ransomware and other things is a vast panoply of different size organizations from healthcare to manufacturing to IT networks to OT networks. Take your pick. Everybody's getting pounded. I just don't think a complex framework like this is going to be used by anyone to make them any better. Not because it's not a good idea. Let me not say that. I think that coming up with a framework like this hits a lot of the key points, right? It adds a governance piece to its other five pieces, which are uh, protect, respond, recover, defend, and some, I should know the five of them. I talk about this all the time, um, at work, but I <laughs> just don't have them memorized in order, but there's, there's, there's six now adding governance in. And all that is, is adding another term that people are going to not really necessarily understand. You have to make these things simple for people. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm working with a friend and we have come up with a 10 point risk assessment that any organization can simply implement to try to look at how do we do these things simpler. Um, certainly you're welcome to reach out to me if you want to talk about it. But I mean, again, first thing first, companies have to want to get better at cybersecurity, to improve their cybersecurity posture, to, to, to improve their cybersecurity hygiene, to do all those basic things. But the hard part is figuring out where is, where do I even start with this? So if you just go to, the, if you re reference them to the CSF 2.0, they're going to go to that webpage. They're going to start looking around. They're going to say, forget this. It's just not worth it. I'll just buy insurance and hope for the best and pray that I never get hit. And, you know, I'm not saying IS, um, I'm sorry, ISO 27001 or the CIS uh, standards are, are any easier. Uh, CIS is a little easier, I'll be honest with you, but, but, you know, frameworks are hard and, but you have to hire someone to do them. And it's hard for compliance people to, be masters at all of it. Um, and then there's a cost associated with it. In order to employ the controls that are listed in this framework, you have to buy things to make them work or prove that you are doing them correctly. That's another cost per perspective that most companies are going to look at this and say, I don't think this is something I want to do. Now I say all this saying, 
I am happy to have someone prove me wrong on any of this, but I find it hard to believe that over the course of the next six months to a year to five years, there's going to be a huge number of small, medium businesses that are going to look back and say, "Woo! thank God CSF 2.0 came about because that really solved my problem. Again, I want to be proved wrong, but we need to make this easier for companies, not harder. And I think that's all we do and part of this really, you know, we're getting the government involved, right? And there's no mandate for governments to have to use this. Now, within the federal government, you probably, they have to do this kind of thing, but the government's going to pay for them to do it. So it's not like it's going to come out of their hide at all. So um, those are just kind of my thoughts on that. And I didn't want to spend a lot of time talking about this because, again, it seems like I always am, an, am, an, am a negative Nelly on all this stuff. I really don't want to be. I want to help people be safe, but we're not making efforts to help them do that. That is my biggest problem. I don't know how to get over. I don't know if anybody cares. I don't know if anybody cares about this podcast. I don't get a whole lot of I look at my listener numbers and it's 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 uh, pretty dry. So, um, again, not that, but but if you're listening, I very much much appreciate. I truly do. I will keep doing it because there are, you know, there are, you know, some folks that, that do listen and I appreciate those that, that respond back and, and appreciate what I do here. And that's all I'll keep doing. I'll keep ringing the bell. Hopefully someone will hear it and come for dinner. With that, know that knowledge is protection. If you can understand the threats targeting you, you can assess your risk, proceed wisely online. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the March weather. Hopefully it's nice where you are. We'll be back again Monday because I'm pretty sure the cybersecurity problem is not going to be solved. CyberSmart Morning News is written and produced by CyberGuy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.